welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Hello and uh, welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to uh, Stéphane Debois. Stéphane, how are you? Fine, thank you. I'm happy to have you and just by your little chat a bit before where I noticed that we have some points in common <laughs> with regards to our career, our respective career paths. For the audience, uh, Stéphane, can you please maybe share the highlights of your career story or how you started your uh, current business? Yeah, sure. I'm an engineer by education and then afterwards I started um, in consulting first, which back then it uh, was called House and then immediately after it, I uh, merge into a PwC and then afterwards I switched to a CSC, a Computer Science Corporation. And in that time span of a total 14 years in consulting, I did SAP consultant and that's what we have in common, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm already 10 years uh, out now, out of the SAP consulting. And then I evolved further into yeah, project management for SAP projects and also account management. And then in 2012, I decided to quit consulting and found my own uh, company, a software company called point of call and yeah during the time that i worked in consulting i'd seen that consultants were pretty good in digitizing their operations their back office operations but actual advice delivery the process of delivering advice to clients was not really digitized yeah still Mm -hmm. happens like manually and therefore i have i founded point of call with exactly that uh, goal to digitize the advice delivery process for consulting companies or broader spoken for uh, professional services uh, companies Okay. Okay. And uh, I know that for creating Pointer Pro, so uh, you had a specific inspiration as well that uh, led you to create it. Can you also share that? Yeah, it started as a side project, as a hobby, in fact, and because I wanted to do something with software, but I didn't know exactly what. Uh, so I created a quiz app that we used uh, on the birthday party of my daughter to ask all kinds of funny questions about her. Also, it was uh, like at the start of the iPad, just in the beginning, mm. the first phase when the iPad came on, on the market. Um, and then, of course, you could do nice thing with video and then audio on the iPad and ask questions about that. And uh, afterwards, also show some, some interesting anecdotes and um, from Pauline, my daughter. So like an interactive experience to entertain the audience, really. And that was at the birth of Server Anyplace. And then later we renamed it to Point of Call to focus on giving a great experience to the respondent and to the one who creates, takes part in the in the assessment or the, the questionnaire. But then later we started as a yeah, survey software, like customer satisfaction surveys and these kind of uh, use cases. But then late in 2019, we pivoted to assessment software with automatic advice uh, report which as I just uh, told the final goal or the higher goal to automate uh, the advisory process for professional service companies. Okay, that's very interesting. That's an important, a big problem to tackle indeed the way that advice is delivered. But then if I come back to the creation of a Pointer Pro, because right now, yes, you, it was your idea, but you're not alone. So from the get-go, did you look for co-founders or you, you were really working on your own and people were just coming along as you were progressing? Yeah, at the very beginning, it was on my own, but 
then I still had uh, the consulting job at CSC, Computer Science Corporation. So I did it by the side after the hours. But then quickly, I had someone uh, like an ex-colleague of CSC who joined me, but also after the hours, kind of informally. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to quit my job and to go full-time into the new venture. And then a couple of months afterwards, he also did the same. And then we started looking for, because he was a technical guy, and then we started looking for a more commercial uh, partner. And we found Mark, uh, my other uh, co-founder, yeah, a few months later also. But then, like in 2015, the first co-founder quit because we had a kind of different vision about uh, mm -hmm. the, the future. Um, and that was a bit of a difficult period, but like... Uh, it happens. We, we, yeah, it happens. And we separated ways in quite uh, decently. So now at current date, we are only two co-founders. Uh, so myself and, uh, and Mark. Okay. And uh, as you said, you pivoted five years after the start of the organization. Are you B2B and B2C or had you a vision from the start that, uh, okay, I would like to be specifically B2B? At B2B from the beginning, like the assessment software that we offer to our online platform, our direct customers are like business organizations like Deloitte and Capgemini, but also many smaller professional services and consulting organizations. So that's B2B. But of course, like their clients, which are often the respondents of the assessments, they can be both B2B and B2C. So that can be, for example, employees of their organization that can be customers or prospects or even... Okay, okay. So how was the process because when we work in B2B, it's very often a sales process that can be very long, that can be several months or more than a year. So to get going, like to get the first clients, was it pure cold calling and cold prospecting or, or you leverage, maybe you or your co-founder leverage part of your existing network? Yeah, in the beginning, you have to leverage your existing network, which we also did because, of course, we had all these years experience in uh, large consulting organizations. So then also you, I mean, then, uh, of course, develop a network. So the first clients came from that network now you have to and that's also what I would recommend to other founders now you have to of course be aware like it's not because they are part of your network that you immediately are going to become clients and you still have to deliver of course uh, like a good product uh, or good service but okay it helps like for the first contact it helps that you have the network and afterwards you still have to prove course um, your, that you're worth it and to have them as a client and then but quickly afterwards you have to go I think outside your network then because it's also like a kind of um, emotionally higher level of satisfaction I would say mm -hmm. if someone that you don't know I mean by any way like uh, someone from uh, Australia or like the US or like the other uh, side of the world mm -hmm. uh, visits your website sees your uh, product say uh, as contact via chat or whatever and does a seven day free trial of your product and then decides to buy that gives a special kind of satisfaction which is of course like more than if someone from your network buys your product and that's normal because it's really the proof that they buy your product not because of you but really because of the bad quality of your product which is much more scalable at the end yes definitely definitely and talking about a scale so you started with two co-founders so today how many people are working for a pointer pro today we have 25 people mm -hmm. that are working for us and that's like the traditional split of responsibilities or jobs what you would typically expect in a software company that's about half product and development and the other half 
sales, marketing, customer service, and also a bit management and other functions. But uh, yeah, we have started quite soon after like the founding of the company with investment in marketing, inbound marketing, which is a long time play. And that pays off now as all these investments in SEO, search engine optimization, content marketing, these kind of things are like have a compounding effect. So they uh, keep on bringing traffic and um, not only today, but also the months and, and years to come. Yeah, yeah, indeed. For a lot of software companies, but not limited to the software industry. But today, marketing is a lot of input. The company that is selling has to provide for the potential customers, potential users. And then at some point in the future, a sale can be made. With regards to a Pointer Pro, so you have assessment advisory product. You also have services. So what are your, maybe some of your flagship product, if I can say it like that, and or flagship services? Yeah, from the product side, our so-called reporter product is our flagship product. And that's really the combination of the questionnaires and the personalized advice reports. Yeah. So the questionnaire is used to collect the data and then the data that is collected is used to personalize the report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for example, you could have a financial questionnaire. If I really a simple example, if a question that you couldn't ask in a financial questionnaire is like, we want to take a lot of risk or not a lot of risk with your investment. Mm-hmm. And then you could say, if the answer is uh, that you want to take a lot of risk then the advice is invest in the stock market and if the answer is i don't want to take a lot of risk then the advice is to go invest in bond markets or some fixed or fixed income assets a very easy example of course the reality is, is more complex and our product mm-hmm. can also handle more complex scenarios but just to say that yeah it, it's a way to use the answers to give personalized advice and the logic between the answers and the personalized advice can be put in our tool without any technical knowledge and that's very important you don't need any technical knowledge no programming knowledge to do that although the logic can be more complex more complex than in my example like in a, i mean we have customers in the financial advent uh, assessment for example we have a customer who created the website freefinancialplan.com mm-hmm. which is an interesting application where they ask of course lots of more questions than in my simple example but then afterwards you get the detailed report about uh, yeah which investment strategies that you have to take and also with links to offerings of, of partner uh, companies that can help you with those investments yeah so yeah every scenario where you are Ask, like our tagline is ask, assess, advice. So three times mm-hmm. ask, like it's exactly that process that we want to automate. Every scenario where you ask uh, questions to then use the answers to uh, give personalized advice uh, can be covered with our software tool. Yeah. Whether it's in uh, financial services, whether it's in cybersecurity, whether it's in legal, whether it's in health and, and uh, medical. We have, for example, also AstraZeneca as a client. Mm-hmm. That is our core flagship product on product side. And from a service side, we only do 20% service and 80% product uh, income. That's about to split. Yeah, services we do. Our client are the consultants, yeah, the experts. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if our client is a cybersecurity consultant, we are not going to replace the expertise. Uh, yeah. We are not going to give, uh, like, uh, say, which questions you have to ask to check the cy- cybersecurity and for example, maturity level of, of someone or so. That is our clients who are the best in doing that. But what we will do is yeah, more technical services, like if the client wants to, to have the report designed according to a specific house uh, style or to specific templates, and then we will implement that uh, for him uh, in the software. He can do it in self-service, but we can also do it for them. When, when they want to link it to an external system, like a CRM system or something else, then we can also do that uh, for them. 
those type of services we typically uh, do for our clients. Okay, okay. The company is about 10 years old and started in 2012. You mentioned that inbound marketing was important for you in the growth of the company. Is it something that you realize along the way or is it something that you did from the start, like starting to write content, maybe have a newsletter, etc. when you started the organization? Yeah, it's from the start that we uh, have invested in that. It didn't, let's say, um, produce return right away, but quite, quite soon after, I would say, because in the time also 10 years ago like content marketing and seo was a bit i would say simpler i mean well, not so that many player, players in the play field i would yeah. say so especially the seo the google organic traffic that yeah came quite quickly after uh, we started investing in content and yeah it's a flywheel eh? once you you have some like reputation then you have other uh, for example bloggers that want to put content on your blog and then in return you can also put content on their blog and so on and then Uh, your uh, authority um, is even more um, so that's yep. uh, like a good flywheel to, to, to be next to that there's also like the page traffic like Google AdWords is the main part of that that we started successfully only in 2019 after we added the assessment component or the uh, personalized reports to the offering yeah it's expensive but uh, as long as it's uh, produced positive return it's uh, okay for us I guess it's not that scalable as we like to be like we spend quite a like an importance of money per month to AdWords but Uh, if you would multiply that sum by two or by three, the of leads will not be multiplied by two or by three. So it's it's not infinitely uh, scalable, but uh, it uh, produces uh, like a good result. For good results. Okay. And point of profile, you're based in, and I used to live in, a, let's say about 10 years ago, did not necessarily have the reputation of being like an entrepreneurial country. So how was 10 years ago and how is now the environment for a software entrepreneur? And so do you find yourself with other entrepreneurs, more competition? Do you see that there are a lot of let's say incentives for people to create companies such as yours yeah i think it's it's not that bad as some may say yeah, because people maybe like uh, complaining uh, but not so many things to complain about the good things are uh, that there is a lot of attention to startups and scale-ups like more than 10 years ago we have incubators like started from kbc that's a large bank uh, which we were part of and that has helped us really significantly and then you have also from the government other kinds of uh, help that you can get and sometimes you have to be uh, you have to do some administration to get it but okay that's something which is uh, good to stimulate the entrepreneurship yeah the only disadvantages are like for uh, for accounting and, and for personal administration it's that complicated that you need external parties to do it and that is uh, an, an investment of course uh, because uh, mm -hmm. we don't do it for free um, and then one specific point also um, for that could improve is to um, uh, attract um, like uh, uh, foreign employees Uh, so if yeah. you have to, uh, we had some employees that came from South Africa for Colombia um, and that we had to, yeah, the paperwork to get them into, or even if they were already into to get them uh, like work permit. And so it's quite extensive. So that's there, uh, a point of improvement. I think that they could uh, work on. Okay. And so you had a pretty long career as a consultant and now an also long career as an entrepreneur. In terms of, uh, I want to say, work-life balance or the way your week, your schedule is going, how has that changed? Because I, as a consultant, you are doing uh, many hours, not just nine to five. And right now, as an entrepreneur that has a company that is already uh, scaling, how has that changed? 
Yeah, as a consultant, we had to do quite uh, yeah, quite, quite some uh, some hours indeed. But on the one hand, you had the, the projects at the client where you, I mean, where we were working full time or even more than full time. But then, of course, yeah, next to that, you had yeah new business development and, and stuff like that, which really moves the needle for the consulting company. And of course, if you want to uh, sell a new product uh, or a new project client, you need experience of, of consultants that that have done a similar project in the past. So you. You need those uh, people who are also working on, on project because they have the experience. So then after the hours uh, in the evening, we had to go to, or we had to go, maybe it was our choice, obviously, but uh, go to the office to do business um, development to, um, to do for uh, preparing proposals for our mm-hmm. project and so on. So it's quite heavy, um, like a quite heavy job. But of course, I mean, you learn a lot and you have a lot of opportunities by going into different clients, different industries and so on. And then afterwards, uh, with the entrepreneurship, like uh, starting a company, of course, I mean, beginning you also have a lot of things to do because you have to do everything yourself and because you don't have any employees or other people that can do it for you so it's also heavy but you can you're a bit more in control of your time and so you can choose a little bit more when to do what so which is an advantage of course you still have to limit that you have some time left for your personal life also with your family but then afterwards in entrepreneurship and that's where i'm now you start to employ people like we also have a management team you don't have to do everything yourself anymore and you can like balance uh, or like the, the things that you that you want to do or that you're good at and the things that uh, you want to uh, have done by by others and that's the good situation to, to be in so um, now i'm uh, probably working a little bit less than in the beginning of my entrepreneurial career but i'm more in control and i'm more focusing on the things that i'm that really matter and that i'm really good at. yeah that's something good because yes in the audience uh, maybe they are like more consultant than entrepreneurs but it's always something that some consultant try to find is that balance and also uh, being more in control of, of their time because very often the business model in for some consultant is that they are selling actually their days or their hours so it means that if they are not actually executing the work they are not earning any revenue that's definitely an advantage of having a team and having built a company so if we project ourselves in the future how do you see pointer pro going in the future i'm not telling you out of years but how do you see the company evolving yeah, I think we rely on the inbound channel now for customer acquisition, which is a good thing, which is, I mean, it has healthy unit economics, but we have to find other channels to uh, to complement that. Yeah, And then one of these is also like that we have to do more like top of funnel marketing and, and branding uh, next to the like the more performance marketing. That means that we, uh, yeah, the ultimate goal is that people already know us before they need us. Uh, people yeah. who belong to our target audience, like the consultants, they know us before uh, they need us that is easier said than none of course and you do that uh, via content marketing but not only content marketing like content about your products but also about yeah higher level things that are interesting to consultants and that are like indirectly related to your product like how do you move from a time material model to a more fixed outcome fixed price model how do you digitize your consulting services and all these kind of things that you become like a thought leader it's maybe a bit of overused words but that should be the intention around those topics and then yeah when uh, someone of your audience then comes to the point that he needs something like like your product yeah he will know your content and he will also your product will be uh, the first on, on on the list so to say a great point that the clients it's important that your prospect know you before they even uh, 
That's a great point. We are kind of reaching a bit the end of the interview. I have just like two questions left. And one is, as you have started 10 years ago, if there was maybe one thing you would have done differently, what do you think it would be? I'm talking more about Pointer Pro. Yeah, yeah. So the um, like the time between our start and then the, the, the product market fit. So when we launched uh, the report product uh, with the personalized uh, advice report, was quite considerable because we, we knew that in the, um, the things that we were doing in that period, like customer satisfaction service, it was like commodity market and it was very, very difficult to compete with um, like a lot of bigger players and we know we, we had to choose a niche to somehow yeah, find a, a smaller niche where we could uh, differentiate and, and then grow the company and we tried different things but we had some dead ends that uh, didn't prove to become like to be the, the niche that we were looking for mm-hmm. and of course if you had, would have uh, be able to uh, predict the future you would say uh, like uh, let's go for the, the right niche from the first time but that's not possible but what you could do is that the speed at which you could validate if something is worth pursuing or not that you increase that that you be really aware that you're like having an experiment and and that you have clear measures and also a schedule and that if this goes on not met that you stop the experiment and that you move to the next one and like quicker than we than we have done like in our trajectory that that would be perhaps something that i would change okay okay great That's great for all the entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs in the audience. And the last question I have is on the show consulting lifestyle. So I ask every guest, what does having a consulting lifestyle mean? Maybe I can adapt it to you and say, what does having a software business CEO lifestyle mean? Yeah, I think it's in comparison with my like previous uh, lifestyle. I think now it, it's um, yeah more freedom or freedom to uh, go for the opportunities to define yourself instead of a boss or like a, an organization who is deciding that for you. I think that's an important aspect. By doing that, it's also yeah more there's more satisfaction in in, in the job. I think um, yes. it's not necessarily that you have to. I mean, you still have to work hard and uh, probably more hours. It's about the same but it feels less like working so it's it's always like uh, when you come back from holiday and, and you start to work then the monday after holiday is a, a good uh, um, moment to yeah to evaluate whether you're still happy at work or not mm-hmm. uh, because if you're really depressed the monday after holiday then it's maybe time to change job or to start something else so but now i'm always happy <laughs> but i'm happy to go back to work and that's uh, that's a result from this entrepreneurial lifestyle i feel too much like work uh, and that's important okay okay excellent stefan i believe it was a very insightful interview and if people would like to get in touch with you or pointer sport where can they go yeah, for Point of Pro, it's just the website pointofpro.com. So you can look at uh, examples there and uh, also some uh, interesting content in our blog and case uh, studies. And then for myself, um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And um, you can, uh, yeah, of course, um, connect with me or like send me a message. Uh, we'll be happy to, um, to reply or to help or to exchange uh, ideas uh, with, um, with your listeners. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Stefan. It was a pleasure to uh, talk with you and uh, let's talk next time. Thank you for having me, Diogen. It's all uh, in the future. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogen Tirandekura.